people, you know, people just, they think you should be a certain way, you should march a certain way, and that's the, that's the reason why people don't grow, man. You know what I mean? Like, when you're stuck or fixated. Culturally, like, growing up, you grew up around D.C., right? Yeah, I, I grew up in a, in a melting pot yeah. of everything. It it's has, like, a, places a, in the a US. different... It has a different cultural context. I literally was driving down a highway in York, Pennsylvania, listening to Widespread Panic, which is like Latter-day Allman Brothers Southern Rock. Yeah. And I swear to you, I stopped and I was like, oh, my God, I'm black. I was like, these are the whitest people I've ever been around in my entire life. <laughs> because you grew up in a place where black people and white people were 50 50 percent of the population there was like racism and weirdness you know like david duke ran for governor at one point but everybody kind of got along like it just it so shaped the culture when you grow up in an area and then you go somewhere else and you're like oh my god it's like so different here the cultural makeup how people behave and i think that's some of like what we'll discuss so um what Which can is I very, help it's you? It's very with? interesting, though, you know, like to, to be a Caucasian guy and then grow up in culture and then move to where there's no culture and have a culture shock. <laughs> yeah, it, it's something and people that are I, like, people are like, what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, it's I don't know. I mean, it, it's hard to explain. Like, I remember growing up and watching Soul Train. Yeah. Or, or, or watching like Sanford and Son, you know, Red yeah. Fox. Right. Um, you're growing up with cultural influences like that that were just completely normal. Yeah. Yeah. So what can I help you with? What, what's going on with your, uh, your stretch practice? So um, I'm, I'm getting restarted. So I've been in the industry for about, I've been, I've been in the business for about five years. Over the last four years, I built uh, I built five studios with two other partners, and um, I'm no longer involved in that relationship. And um, I've gone out on my own. Um, and you know, I a month ago I signed a lease for this space, and I built it out. And um, basically, what it is is like a it's a membership based uh, stretch therapy studio, right? It's a place you come to. I do an assessment on you and figure out, you know, what your misalignments, dysfunctions, all that kind of stuff is. I, I'm a trainer at heart, so I have a background. I see things from a trainer's perspective. Um, then, then I became a body worker. So, you know, I have multiple perspectives. I can speak to people from different angles. Um, and then yeah. I put people on a table and I, you know, I work on them. And, you know, I, I, I listen to their body and, um, you know, it's, I become an extension of them. And, you know, what really got me turned on and freaked out about this whole stretch therapy thing was, you know, when I was a trainer, um, it would take three months before the person even trusted me and like six months before the person got like a tangible like result. You know what I mean? Um, because I had to do like a whole lifestyle change, right? Strength and people didn't really understand that. Very hard. Strength is very, very hard. I can't imagine being in a personal trainer's shoes in that regard. Yeah. I mean, it, it's cool to work people out and stuff like that, but you, you know, it's more than just the workout. The workout is 20%. The rest of the stuff is 80. But with stretch therapy, people came in, they walked in feeling one kind of way, walked in feeling hurt, misaligned, 
crooked, stiff, tight, my back hurts. And dude, after the session, they were like a whole new person. They were a whole new person. And that's the same experience that I had when I got stretched. Mad fist bump. Yeah. And yeah. so, um, I mean, that's, that's what turned me on to it, dude. You know, it, 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 I love the instant gratification that, that, that stretch therapy bought. And, um, you know, once I learned it, see, when I got injured, I, I saw a bunch of doctors, physical therapists, chiros, and I was just getting misdiagnosed and I was still in pain. I had this lower back and hip thing. I felt like my lower back and hip basically like glued together. And my whole right side was just moving as one piece. And it just hurt like hell to just sleep, stand, sit, do anything. And I was just like, oh, no, this is just my body until I got stretched one session. And I was a brand new man. I felt like I was 19 again. At that time, I was like, I think 28, 29. And uh, so I went down this road of learning about the body and somatic education. And I got certified a bunch of little cool techniques that taught me how to do muscle energy testing and and you know how to you know read like you know i could i could basically like do a range of motion test on any single joint in the body and yeah. so when i ran into stretching i was like this is it um so anyway so that's so that's, that's what i do you know I, get, I help people get out of pain um i do it fast the, the cool thing about my studio is that i do it in about 25 minutes right and i call it a realignment stretch my belief is that like you know as you live life you know you you get out of alignment you know, it could be emotionally, it could be something physical, it could be shock, trauma, it could be stress, all that stuff just throws your body out of whack. And um, for me, stretch therapy is not just about stretching the body, but it's also like a release. You know, it's like feeding the body something and getting stuff out. And you know, when a person gets up, when I say they're a whole new person, I mean, you, you, you know how it is, like, they're a whole new yeah. person. So here's, here's what I see. I, in my training, became a massage therapist. And then I started studying yoga about a year later. And then very quickly, a month after I started doing yoga, Thai massage came around and it was like this melding of two worlds. It was like, I liked the massage and I liked the yoga, but the Thai massage was like this hybrid discipline. And I was like, this is it this is it. This is going to change everything. The massage industry is going to be swamped with this. It's too effective. It's too good. It's too, you know, that was 16 years ago. I continue to work at it. And as I teach students, just like I mentioned, somebody, you know, called me live and complained tonight the therapists want prestige out of the fact that they're trained in this service called massage and they have a license for it. And I go, is this the best service we can deliver for pain management and mobility? I'm like, I think what I'm doing, what you keep telling me is not massage is more effective for that. And if it's not massage, then we, nobody needs licenses in all 50 states. That leads to these weird, like, regulatory legislation conversations. And I go, hold on, hold on, hold on. My clients love what I do. 
the clients are like, they literally are like, dude, this changed my life. Thank you so much. But I don't understand. Why is this not everywhere? And I said, because massage therapists keep telling me it's not massage. The service is different enough that they don't want to do it because they don't feel like it bestows prestige upon them currently. Um, one, I, I, one of my coaches told me yesterday, right? They said yeah. that life is the way it is. Choose it. Don't resist it. It's not massage. They're right. It's not massage. It doesn't belong to a board. It doesn't have like someone or some dudes saying, oh, this is like prestigious. You know what I mean? And I think people get so fixated on things that were created by other people to box them in. And it's like, man, you know, it's, it's so crazy. You know, what I been incapable of so far is we've got some therapists who study with me and there's this i've been teaching online for three years something i'm told is impossible there's over 500 hours in my vault for those subscribers who pay seven bucks a month people still asking for table work there is no table in my studio. My sessions are three hours long. I help people with crane, with pain and mobility. The, the clients love it. All the resistance comes from massage therapists. What I've not seen currently is I'm not, so far, I'm not finding yoga teachers or personal trainers, therapists, who are actively studying with me because I feel like there's this weird kind of like, who is this for conversation going on? Yeah. Um, you know, it's, I, I, I think that it, there may be like an education barrier, right? Um, and that education barrier is like, like what is Thai yoga or what is like groundwork body work? You know, and I think that like, you know, I don't like I haven't done a sense of research on what it is, but I do know that it's 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 been around forever. It's got some long ties with maybe like some Eastern medicine. I'm West African and I asked my grandmother today, I said, hey, look, in Africa, is there are there places that you can go to and they just do like body work on you? Like they don't it's not necessarily medical, but it's like somebody who has a gift to just she's like, yeah, she's like, yo, like when you get into an accident, you break something. You can go to a guy and he'll like, after two months, he'll put you back together just by using a massage. He, he uses a bone from an animal and he'll like massage you and do all that stuff and put you back together. And I'm like, wow. So, you know, I'm hip that like there's modern medicine, right? Which sometimes massage falls into modern medicine, but there's also like this whole other world right? That was here way before massage that people probably just don't understand because there's not enough information. Like, <clears throat> like you don't need a massage therapist, therapy. You don't need to be an LMT to do 
Thai yoga work. You know, you can go get trained or you can go get a certification. You can go get someone like you and learn the technique. You know, um, and that's, that's the reason why, like, I'm not a, I'm not an LMT, right? Like, like I said, I was a trainer. I know the body. I've studied anatomy and phys. I've got all these certs. And I went and got trained in stretch therapy, you know, and my clients love it, just like your clients love it. Um, you know, I've been able to, to make a very lucrative business out of it, you know, which says I'm doing something right, you know. Um, and, you know, I've got over 5,000, like, reviews, like, five-star reviews of people saying, hey, I like this. This works. Like, this is awesome. You know, um, I don't know. You know, when I look at the massage world, I, I, I don't know how many massage therapists can say they have over 5,000 reviews of five-star reviews. People saying, hey, I love this. I've just never seen it. So, you know, it and, yeah. no, and no, no knock on massage therapists, but this is just, um, I just feel like this is effective. And I like that it's not regulated by some board or some directors or, someone trying to basically, you know, put their hand in a pot. Yeah. So even in DC, just to, to bring it home, as far as regulation, I have, I live in Texas. I have no idea what the laws are in Washington, DC. I suspect that DC has its own rules or laws regarding massage therapy that I don't know anything about. I've never met a massage therapist in DC to find out what the laws are because there are 50 sets of laws across the United States and they don't necessarily agree with one another. Right. How does that really work? Right. Like, are there, uh, are the people uh, in Texas different from the people in Iowa? Are the people in California different <laughs> from the people in Florida? Like what's the, you know, and, and that's the thing. It's like, and I think that, you know, what people have to realize is that a lot of these regulations have nothing to do with the actual art of what you're doing. You know what I mean? It's yeah. really like paperwork. It's really like licensure and did you do this? Did you do that? Right? In DC, I mean, Maryland, DC, Virginia, right? The DMV, it's all of them have like different laws and regulations. Like I said, I'm not an LMT, so I'm not too sure what they are, but I do know Maryland has some of the more tougher laws and what I do know is that you have to have a current up-to-date license to, to practice in Maryland. Yeah. You know, um, you know, I meet, it's funny. I meet massage therapists and trainers all the time, right. Who aren't practicing anymore because their certification expired. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, so you've been doing this for 10 years and you're not doing it because your certification expired. So you're not going to go do the thing that you know how to do and are licensed to do because your certification expired. Like what someone can't, someone's going to be like, Oh, you're not certified. You don't know what you're doing. Like, come on, you know? Yeah. And I, that's just, that's just my mindset, Rob. Like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Like I, when I started my personal training career, I mean, I was certified. I didn't have the best certification. I went to the YMCA and got like a two day cert. You know, but I'd been an athlete all my life. I'd had trainers all my life. I knew how to do everything in the gym. And um, when you're an athlete, I mean, you, 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 you train other people, you know what I mean? Yeah. When you're spotting people and all that. So I just used a skill set that I already knew and made it a career. The therapist, 
that I developed where I'm doing these three hour sessions, I developed because I was hit by a drunk driver and I had chronic pain. I used all of the yoga and the time massage and all the stuff I was doing to get better, but I mean, let's bring it, bring it into yoga for a second. So let's confuse the audience. Yeah. If you take yourself and put yourself over a foam roll and then put blankets on top of it and do a thoracic extension, a back bend, and then put two tennis balls at the base of your suboccipitals while you're doing cervical retractions and you're breathing to be able to lengthen and open up the front of your spine. I do that with clients. That to me, most clearly would be yoga therapy. Yoga therapy requires no license. But I can't teach that effective work to massage therapists or whoever because they're resisting it. They're like, wait, this doesn't conform to this tiny box. And I'm like, it is our right as a species to evolve. Let me go dig up Miles Davis and ask him before he died why he still wasn't playing kind of blue. He is a jazz musician. And it is his God-given right with his skills to adapt and improvise, which is the nature of jazz. The more yeah. I do that, I hit this thing where what I want to do is I want rabid clients. I want rabid students. And I just want to turn on the camera and teach. But everybody's starting to bicker about who owns what. And I go, listen, do you have a desire to help people? I have recorded every class and every private training for three years. It totals over 500 hours of video instruction. Race, creed, class, cursing, marketing, social media, technique, anatomy, physiology it's free for your first month and it's seven after where are you yeah to you talked about africa when i released my free time massage workbook it was distribution i did i was most disappointed because at that time we were collecting information on what country people were from i got the lowest number of downloads from sub-saharan africa and ever since then, I've always wondered, could someone in Africa using their smartphone get internet access and study with me online for $7 a month and then be able to help people in their village? Now, my guess is, yes, if they can get internet access and we've made it affordable, the challenge that I think I've had is $7 a month as a subscription service doesn't convey status to the people who subscribe because I don't find people to be particularly interested in being able to help people. They want status as a stretch therapist, status as a licensed massage therapist, status as a yoga therapist. And I go, how about I distribute information globally and help people? Yeah. I mean, I think that, I think that, I mean, I'm going to go back to that, that thing my coach told me, like, 
And another thing I, I learned is you do, I do business with people who want to do business with me. And I think that like when, when you're talking about evolving, right. Um, I think that this technique or these techniques that don't necessarily involve um, like some sort of board or regulation is something that you teach to people, right? If you have, you know, couples at home who are following your work for $7 who learn how to do it and practice on each other, right? They're now helping each other. You know what I mean? Like, I would love if like, the person I'm with knew how to do body work and now they start to do it on me at home. Yeah. You know, I told you I did a floor-based session today and when I was done, I told her, I said, Hey, look, you know, I, I basically, I, I just talked to her. I was like, can you step on my foot this way and open up the bottom of my foot and then take your big toe and just kind of press down along the inside of my foot. Dude, she did. It. I mean, she's never done any kind of body work before. When I stood up, I was like, Oh my gosh, thank you. I so needed that. You know, and it's like, you know, I think a lot of people who are in that box, they like, I don't, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it because it's like, you know, even if there's no board, you can still learn things. You know what I mean? Like, like I'm not an LMT. I, you know, I give massages to friends and or I give it to like my girlfriend and stuff like that. I learned this stuff from YouTube, watching YouTube videos. You know what I mean? I didn't go pay ten or twenty thousand dollars to go to a school to teach me how to do it. No, I just I went and found someone who knew what they're doing, and I kept on following it. That's why I subscribed to your stuff. I was like, okay, you're yeah. teaching it, and you know, and I watched a few videos, and I got on the ground, and I started working. You know what, what I was exp- comfortable with? Say it again. Is that the first time you've done that? I've done groundwork before and I've kind of just freestyled it. Um, you know, with watching your videos, there's two distinct things that I picked up. Um, you did like a shoulder traction. You had a person sideline and you cupped their shoulder and you did like a shoulder traction and you're just kind of there rocking back and forth. I've done that on the table before, but it's a whole new experience on the floor. You know, um, there's so much more aligned and, you know, it's always my, you know, when we're doing body work, the closer you are to the joint you're working, the better, you know, so, you know, I'm here, but I've got my leg lined up right behind the client with my knee kind of like underneath the shoulder blade a little bit. So when I rock back, there's a post and I can open up the front pec. So I did that. And then I also did, uh, they were sidelining and, you know, I had their arm back and I had my, my foot on their hip. Right. And I'm kind of gently just kind of pushing and working my way up and through the body. And man, when she got up, she was like, like, I only gave her an hour. And she's like, oh, man, that's it. It was only an hour. <laughs> it was only an hour. But she could have just been there forever. And I just I just got up. because I was like, you know, I, it's an hour session. You know, it was a friend of mine and um, she felt amazing. She was like, dude, this is exactly what she said. She said when I was working on her, she could feel the sensation like a pain running through her arms and leaving through her fingers and her feet. Those were her exact words. She's like, I could feel the pain running through my body, getting out. And I was like, man, like, you know, this is my first time doing it on her, but I've stretched her a dozen times. She hasn't said that. Yeah. 
So I'm just saying, had, man, it's, it's, it's. I had to, working as a massage therapist, <coughs> I developed verbiage working in a chiropractor's office. And what I said was, take off your shoes. I want you to lay down on the table just like you are. I'm going to move you around to see where we're going to work. You mean don't take off my clothes? I'm like, no, not yet. You do it for 10 or 15 minutes, and, and like usually they have upper back and neck pain, what you described with that shoulder girdle where you yeah. grab and yeah. I'd go, hey, do you want to you know keep doing this or do you want to take off your top and bra so we can do Swedish and deep tissue? And they'd go, No, this is really, really good. And yeah. then it was like, this is cable time massage, you know, like whatever. So that's how it worked for me. I'm really interested in the feedback that you have because I'm not really certain what's going on with the, what I would call the stretch community. And then I'm seeing stretch lab, I'm seeing stretch zone, I'm seeing facilities. I'm not seeing as many independent practitioners. Do you have any like ideas about that since you do a little more research in the stretch community specifically? Um, yeah, you know, it's still in its, I think that stretch therapy is in its toddler stages, right? And somehow someone found out that, hey, you look, look, you can develop a protocol and build upon it and expand and people can come to these places and get stretched out, right? Um, but I think it's just like, you know, remember when massage was in its toddler stage, maybe back like in the 90s or early 2000s, people thought people go to school pay 20 grand and then go work at like a spa or like a place, you know, and make 18 bucks an hour, you know, and that was the industry until people started finding out like, wow, I could do mobile. I can go work for myself. I could charge the same amount that the spa charges and keep a hundred percent. Right. So people got smarter. Well, some people got smarter and evolved and, and, and got out there, you know? And I, so I think that that's just kind of where the stretch industry is right now. Um, now I want to start, I'm, I'm starting to teach, you know, for, I'm starting to find people who, who just want an interest open the door for somebody. Yeah, go ahead. So I'm, I'm starting to find people. I'm trying to find people. I'm starting to find people who just want to learn how to do table-based stretch therapy and, um, and teach them, you know, and people, and it's funny that, you know, we're talking about this because people are always like, is there some sort of certification? Is there some sort of licensure? And I'm like, no, I mean, you know, if you want, I can give you like a certificate of completion. You know what I mean? Like, this is something that I've done. I've, I've got a bunch of certifications under my belt, but none of them are certifications. And I think that's another thing that people have to like be aware of, right? Like there's certifications, there's licensure, and there's a certificate of completion, right? And they're all those three are all, you know, they, they're all distinctly different. And so, um, I just think, I think, I think the way to go is, is to, to hit the general public, man. Like, you know, and, and this is one of the things we're, we're really like, I found it so interesting. So I had a live class today, a student called and essentially cursed me out for five minutes about my lack of professionalism. And you have to understand, I'm trying to teach a map based close on discipline to people who already have their box. They're like, we don't want anything new. 
we want a supplement to what we already do. We want a modality. And I go, what is a modality? And they're like, well, I'm like, what is massage? I'm like, I help people with chronic pain and mobility. So using the technology in the digital distribution I'm currently dealing with, where I'm selling everything I've done for three years for $7 a month, you go direct to the public and say, Susan, I know you're in Ohio. I know that your husband back, his back hurts. You don't have a massage table. I'm going to show you in a quick hour how to work on him and relieve most of his back pain while completely easing the strain on your body. You don't even need a massage table. You don't even have to take clothes off. Come, come work with us live. Now, how many times do I have to do that? Because for me, and I want to be very clear about this, I have been told in no uncertain terms that the Austin massage community hates me. I mean, you're probably, make, you're probably making more money on working less than they are. And um, you could do it for a lot longer. And you're vocal about it. You're vocal about it. You're like... My sessions are three hours. This is what I charge. People love me. And, you know, it's like, I don't know. What I do say is, like, I get the, the hate mail and the phone call. I was so surprised they called live. Uh, the difference is you go where the fans are. I'm trying to learn to not, it's not that I don't hear the haters, but I go, how do your clients feel about it, Robert? And I'm like, oh, they're happy. <laughs> I'm like, how do the students feel about it? And I'm like, oh, they're happy. And I go, so what's the problem? Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, take, in, I mean, take under consideration what they're saying. Go feed your fans. Keep feeding the fans. And then go direct to the public. Go to the stretch community go to the yoga teachers and, and share information to help people. I don't suspect that process is going to slow down. I'm systematically being told by the massage industry that online education is impossible. And I'm going, I've already been teaching for three years online. We're doing multi-camera live streams where people call and curse me out live. <laughs> like, I'm here to help people in So I'm a little uh, convoluted. Um, it's a little like dissonant in a way because I just want to show people what the potential is, but people's boxes are so tight that they're not allowing like ongoing development. They're, they're being too tense about preconceived notions that don't really have anything to do with the quality of the pain relief or mobility yeah. service that people receive. Yeah. You know, I'm sitting here, I'm thinking, I was like, you know, maybe it's liability, but if you think about it, you have the same liability insurance that a massage therapist has. Even if you're not like a current LMT, you know, we go and we get our liability insurance, you know? So it's not like a, a safety thing because I mean, you can hurt someone giving a massage. Um, 
I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. And I think that like, if people would just adapt, you know, to, to switch, I mean, there's nothing wrong with massage. I think massage is awesome, but you know, I do say like, learn new things, you know what I mean? Like learn new things, like try something different, you know, like you didn't, I thought people got went to massage school to to help people and like help them get out of pain and help them feel better, you know, not to be stuck they, to they a technique. Do, but in my experience, they're stopping with one box yeah. instead of looking at yoga therapy, instead of looking at Thai yoga, instead of looking at personal training, instead of looking at co- coaching or other wellness related services. What I kept doing was going, okay, you need to separate yourself from massage. And when I, when I say that, I mean a commodity-based massage that you would get at a brand like Massage Envy. You're never going to compete in that marketplace. So I was like, I need to create a service that is exemplary. I'm most focused on chronic pain and mobility. So I kept tweaking and hacking and I wound up with three hours, mat-based, abdominal work, suspension, yoga and yoga therapy. The clients were like, man, this, Robert, this is revolutionary. I don't even know what you just did. I, I, they're stuttering. They're like, I can't even go ask for this. And I'm like, because it doesn't exist. I'm dragging an industry that is resistant to change. People do not like change. They resist change at costs. And I just go, listen, let's go live. Who wants to learn? Come on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's also interesting because you don't call it massage. You, You keep referencing yoga therapy. Right. Yeah. And uh, you call it ground ground based work or ground based yoga, which. Um, yeah, I mean, it's not massage. It's it's not a massage. It's not a feel good type thing. I mean, although it feels awesome, but it's not. Like, I don't even really I, I can't really tell you what a massage is for. You know, like, like, is it a feel good thing? Is it to really release these knots like. You know, but I do know that, like, like you said, like stretching and ground-based yoga therapy helps to get rid of chronic pain and improve mobility. Yeah, that's 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 that that's what it's for. You know, it's not a feel good like you know I want to feel great. No, it's not that. Um, and I don't know. I I think that I mean, have you in your experience, have you? How like how many people have you taught the technique to that are currently actually doing it? So that is a very okay. So a massage therapist will go to school for a year, uh-huh. give or take, uh-huh. depending on the state. The five hundred to six hundred hours, give or take again, depending on the state. Yeah. I almost want to tell therapists, listen, I want you to study with me consistently for five years. And they're like, that's ridiculous. And I go, I can't dispense 18 years of knowledge traversing McKenzie rehab exercises 
yoga and yoga therapy to anatomy and physiology to Thai massage, in addition to all of the marketing, merchandising, video production and stuff that you're going to need to be able to build the practice. Basically, I'm saying I'm graduate school. And Mm. they're like, well, we've never seen a brick and mortar. We've never seen a facility. And I go, "Mm, I'm I'm building a school on the internet that scales globally. And they're like, oh, students are using pieces of what I do on a table primarily some of the students are starting to dabble in mat work, but you have to understand when they go to school, they are not taught any mat work. They don't know how to use their legs. They don't know how to use their feet. They don't like, I'm basically teaching Brazilian jujitsu to Taekwondo practitioners. Oh no, let me change that. I'm teaching Brazilian jujitsu to boxers. Do boxers use their legs to kick people? Because culturally, the massage therapists are boxers. They're like, no, you don't use your legs and feet. No, you don't interact with the body that way. This, what you're doing isn't boxing. And I'm like, Brazilian jiu-jitsu is not a fighting style. Brazilian jiu-jitsu is how we stop a fight. It's extremely brutal and it's extremely exceptionally effective that's what I focus on. And the students, uh, give or take, I mean, they're like, it's not boxing. Yeah. It's a different, it's a different art. You know, it's like if you had only ever seen Taekwondo or boxing and somebody comes in and does Brazilian jiu-jitsu, you're like, what is this? Like it's, you don't have a frame of reference for the art. Make sense. Yeah. Kristen and Andrea are working with me. Kristen has worked with me for over a year. I think she's probably about 50% there. She's starting to wipe me out in session. She's getting good. Um, Andrea was a little more developed, but she was working with CrossFitters primarily and athletes who I think were requesting, not massage, they were requesting something that was deeper or more rigorous. So she's developing very rapidly as well. I work with them in person. What I'm still doing is I'm developing online curriculum to help supplement students. And you have to understand, I'm still being told, you can't teach online. It's not possible. And I'm like, listen, in addition to this phone call I get where this lady's cursing me out, I've got students in other countries and other states who have never taken an in-person class who are telling me that they're helping people in chronic pain effortlessly, who are like, dude, thank you so much for the subscription. It's so amazing. I I can't believe I get like ongoing mentorship. And I go, yes. Yeah. The way you win in the marketplace is by delivering a superior product or service at a superior price point. You go out and you find the early adopters and you keep building. Yeah. I just want to teach. I just want to share. I just want to help people. What I don't like is the cognitive dissonance about fighting people who feel like, well, you know, this is boxing. We don't hit below the belt. Yeah. Yeah.
No, I mean, so it's, what, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, you can't put a price behind mentorship, dude. Like you, you just can't, you know what I mean? Like, um, I built a, I built a, a almost like a $1.8 million business, um, through mentorship. You know, I'd get on zoom calls with guys like you and Hey, what are you doing? Hey, like, you know, remember like, I just, just like how I reached out to you. I just, I'd seen your face around. I'd seen like you doing groundwork and you know, I was like, okay. And I just started following. I saw like what you're posting. I was like, this seems valuable. And I reached out and I was like, Hey dude, I'm in business. I need some help, you know? And, uh, and you shared and you're like, dude, you got to put out more content. And from there on, yeah. and you told me exactly what I had to do, just record everything. And it's funny because I recorded everything. I chopped, I took one video. I just chopped the 20 second piece out of it. And I've been posting that and people are being engaged. People are learning. I'm showing people how they can do their own assessments. Like here's how you can tell if your shoulders are tight or out of alignment. Yeah. And it's just awesome because I feel like I'm helping people so much but I'm also introducing people back to themselves, yes. you know? And I mean, this stuff comes from just, it comes from mentorship. I mean, that's, look, that's how you become successful. You know, you, you gotta, you, you follow someone and you be open, you know? Um, normally I have a table here in my apartment, you know, my table's in my car, I didn't feel like getting it. And my friend came over and we went on the ground and I, I just went for it. You know, and I think that a lot of people have to adopt that mindset. Like, just, just go for it. You know, just, just give it a shot. The video production, because people have their clothes on. I think as a male, um, it's something that I lean heavily towards. What I realized at some point was, like, I can film and photo document everything. Like I can produce a thousand times more social media content than people who work on people who are not clothed. Yeah. I'm like, this is revolutionary. This is, <laughs> this is so many benefits that again, well, why do I get the, the anger phone call? It's like, we're releasing video at least every other day. Yeah. People are like, how is, how is he even doing this? And I'm like, uh, somebody wrote me because they were like, oh, you're not wearing a mask. And I was like, wait, 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 hold on. That video, that, this video that came out, this video is from 2017. We're sampling three-year-old footage because I can't produce it fast enough. We, we can't sample it fast enough. We've got a 500-hour vault. Like it's going to wind up being a thousand hours or 2000 hours. Like it's yeah. documenting. I tell people this, I have the most documented bodywork practice in history. Now, not tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. And now. I mean, it's not like you're not hiding anything, you no. know, that's, that's, you know, you, you, you tell people exactly. I mean, it's, it's, Everything that you do, you're transparent about it, and you tell people exactly what you're doing and what to do. Yeah. You know, um, like I said, the advice you gave me a week ago, I've gotten three clients this week. You know, just, yes. just documenting, <laughs> trying out, like, you know, what do I have to lose, you know? And it's cool because now I just sit on my phone and I'm watching the footage and I'm like, 
I don't have to post this two minute video. I can chop this 10 times. Yeah. You know what I mean? I could chop Here's this 10 times in 20 seconds. You're mainly making there. a video with your phone. Yeah. Yeah. I'm using an old LG phone to do it. Do you have a tripod? I do. Okay. Do you have a lavalier mic, like a, a, a wireless? I okay. I don't have a wireless one. So what I've got is, um, and I'll show you, I'm using it for the podcast. So it's, it's, this sends a signal. Yeah. It's into my computer, but it's, it's wireless basically. Yeah. Yeah. You know, shirt. but basically if you can get the lavalier mic, half of the video production is audio. If they can hear your voice clearly, it makes a huge difference. So like, think of, you made a two minute video, right? Yeah. How's the audio on it? Is there like stuff going on in the background or? Um, there's music going on in the background, but I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't talking. I was just working and I gave my buddy a camera and just said, dude, just shoot. And he just, yep. he just shot. He just shot. And, yep. you know, I mean, I've, I've got a content. I started writing down like the content I'm going to do this week where I'll start doing explainer videos and, you know, and tell people, yes. hey, look, like if you've got back pain and you come in, this is what I'm going to do for you. This is what I'm going to do to you. You know, so here are the moves I'm going to do. You got that, that video. One of the things that I think would work um, is you take that little two minute video. Let's say you're doing like a really interesting technique for low back pain. I don't know what it was. Now go in and record an audio track, do a voiceover yeah. where you're describing what you do. Like, Hey, yeah. you can see right here, I'm reaching into the peck. So the audio is very clear on the voice and yeah. it's just verbally like explaining what you're doing as you do it. If, if you'll continue with the, the microphone, the tripod, the, the phone, and then just a little bit of video production, it goes a huge distance to allowing people to connect with you, allowing them to connect with your service and they will deem you an expert because you're teaching them incrementally in bits and pieces. It's a huge bonus, especially I think for male therapists to be able to communicate with people about what we do. I think a large challenge that we have in any kind of wellness industry is we have to build trust. And yeah. I've heavily leaned on video production to build trust to connect with those target market clients. Yeah. 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 I, I, I mean, I don't have to really do any marketing or spend thousands of dollars in ads and stuff like that. You know, um, I just got invested in just getting a better phone, <laughs> you know, and I, and I looked up the best camera phones for under 200 bucks and there was a, a bunch of them that people are reviewed I'll get two of those things and start doing the multi-angles and, you know, mess around with lighting. And I mean, it's, 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 this is how you succeed in this industry. This is how you, this is how you become the 1%. Man, I, I'm really enjoying this conversation. I, yeah. I, I always find it so interesting. The last time I remember it being like this was, I taught some yoga teachers like yoga assists, very similar, just slightly contextually different. They were, they were like, this is the most amazing thing we have ever done. This is, they're like boisterously excited. 
yeah. the massage therapists typically respond like today it's almost like anger it's like yeah. you're you're questioning their box and go where your fans are i don't want to be annoyed for another yeah. 10 years <laughs> yeah i just go where, your, go where your fans are go where your fans are now did you 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 got me thinking, man. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna go on Amazon after and see if I can find like a light setup and like just better video equipment. I mean, you're, it's you're using your phone. Um, do you do a lot of stuff where you're like looking at the camera, doing like like close ups, kind of like this? Um, I do. I've shot about five videos, like just talking to people, right? Okay. Um, just talking, just back and forth. Um, um. And so I do need a better camera, but you know, when it comes out online, it's, 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 it's blurry a bit. So I'm either trying to find like someone who's got a really, really good camera or go, I need to figure it out. Like, like you're super clear right now. You you did something with your, with your zoom thing. Then you just came across super clear. I'm fuzzy. Okay. So So that's what I want to learn. I need to learn how to be. No, I'm on a, I'm on my laptop. Okay. So what I've done, and I've, oh man, the, the video stuff we're doing, dude, I have spent so much time with USB 3 cables, YouTube tutorials, it's yeah. driving me nuts. I'm on a DSLR. This camera cost me $800 like six years ago. I'm still using the same camera. It's the camera, the Lumix that I use to shoot the bulk of the footage in our vault. I've got it wired now into my computer as one of the cameras we're using for our live streams. Oh, so okay. So instead of having a, you have a, um, okay. So your, your computer's using it almost like a webcam. Yep. That's exactly, it's exactly what it is. There's this thing where I would recommend, it's just like personal training. You build strength through determination, through tissue. You say, hold on, you, you cut out. You say build strength through what? Through strength, through focus, and through repetition. Yeah. If you, just like you said, I want something a little more clear. Just do Google searches, go to YouTube, ask a lot of questions, learn a little bit more about the equipment. Don't yeah. do it in a way that's overwhelming. Just do a little bit each day. And I guarantee you it'll get better. It'll improve, you know, phones. Um, students will ask me what to use, and I always just hold up my phone. This is plenty, plenty, plenty good enough, even without a lav mic. I would recommend a tripod, though, because being able to turn it so that you can face it on what you're doing is important. If you go back, listen, you, <laughs> if anybody wants to see how horrible my videos were, go to my YouTube channel and go all the way back. They were horrible. <laughs> yeah but you keep working at it to improve video and audio quality and continue to kind of mine your audience for what is it they're interested in what are they looking for yeah yeah i just i want clear videos i want like you know i want clear videos i want people to feel like they're right there with me so if i gotta go buy an 800 dollars phone or something like that you know i'll keep my shitty lg and get that phone um you know, I mean, it, because it comes back, it comes back, you know, um, an investment I've, I've gone to all sorts of conferences for like even Grant Cardone and, and, 
what you're saying is exact same thing that they're saying. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you're not booked, it's because nobody knows you. Boom. You know what I mean? You're not in front of people. Oh. Like, like, dude, I watched Gary V become an overnight celebrity. I watched Gary V because he <laughs> he pumped so much content. Like, I was like, this guy just got like a camera file. I watched Grant Cardone did that. Uh, Alex Low, Ty Lopez, all these guys, and I was just like, I sat back one day and I was like, what's different about these guys from me? And it's like, it's nothing. They're just walking around talking, posting, and got millions of followers. That's all you got to do. It, it's gradual. You don't have to be Gary Vee. You don't have to get to that level. Ty Lopez, Grant Cardone. You know, you, you start in D.C., you make some videos, you continue mining the audience to find out what it is they're interested in. You continue producing in various ways. Like, I have a podcast now. People find that very strange. They're kind of like, I don't understand. Why does this massage therapist have a podcast? Why is he reviewing a beer on his Instagram feed? Yeah. And I'm like, I tagged that brewery in the post. That brewery then thanked me for the review. And I said, hey, if you got one of the brewers and they want to be on my podcast, let me know. So now I connect with all the artisanal home brewers, yeah. you know, beer people in Austin. Yep. It's just just access exposure and the technology has gotten so easy what you've yeah. got to have is gumption if you've got a dream oh man i'm a big fan of the underdog people can come to me and say i have a thirty thousand dollar ad budget boring yeah but somebody yeah. comes to me with a smartphone and a dream i'm like it's on let's go make it happen <laughs> make it happen yeah i don't i don't i don't know you know i think that the majority people like to follow what everybody else is doing. And like the majority is like, like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know if, if, if massage therapist posts, you know, like other than just you, like, like other than just what you do or like your table or, you know, you can't post you giving someone a massage. Um, I, I'll tell you what, man, I've been following some guys on Instagram, right? So in the last two years, and this is kind of funny, but in the last two years, I've seen these guys who give like these exotic massages, like these, like, they're like erotic massages, right? And I'm not even sure if these guys are LMTs or not, you know, but um, the one thing that I'm impressed by is their posting. These guys have thousands of views of them just massaging people in an erotic way. And I'm just like, what can I learn from that? And that's exactly. I, and those guys are booked. They travel around the country. They get booked. Like they, like these guys are. I mean, I don't want to say I believe everything that I see online, but I can gather that they're not struggling, right? But I know there's dozens of LMTs right here in the city that I live in that are struggling, that are charging way below what they should be charging, and are struggling. And I'm just like. All I I just need to do what those guys do. Like, you know, if I like, like, honestly, I think that one of the first things, like if, if someone's got some money, like a little bit of money and you want to start something, you know, see if you can hire someone who knows how to handle a camera and maybe chop the videos up for you. You know, yeah. like I just started my studio and I'm looking, I'm looking for someone who can come and spend two hours a week with me. Just shoot, just, just shoot. 
If I got a client, shoot. If I don't have a client, shoot. You know what I mean? We'll talk like even like something like this. You just shoot it. Just shoot it. Break it up. Let's get the information out. Let's get it out. You know, and pump that. If I can pump, if I can pump 10 videos a week, you know, and I think that what people are missing is that like people do business with people that they know, like, and trust. So yeah, beer has nothing to do with massage, but you know what? Now they know a guy who does massage and does ground body work. I'm They're now going to come to you. Instagram. What they what they saw, this is completely Gary B. They saw somebody promoting their And I said, hey, I'd like to promote your business more. Come on my podcast. Now, I set it up as a podcast. And this time, it's not just our cameras. Now, their little logo is down in the corner. And my little logo is down in the corner. Yeah. It's promoting their business. Yeah. Like I'm getting to the point where I strongly suspect I might wind up becoming some sort of business consultant where as my business continues to grow, people in other industries are like, man, I'm a cook. I, I got like a food truck. I need, I'm like, come here. What are you making tacos? Or like, <laughs> I run in with my camera, making video, doing live streams, post-producing just to get them started. Yeah. Small business, the the underdog, the yeah. the guy with the dream, the the woman who's trying to be a boss babe, a bad bitch. They're trying to kick it out. Yeah, I have drive for small business owners who want to introduce a unique service, especially in the wellness marketplace. But it's across industries. Oh, dude, it's it's it's. I don't think that people. I th- I think that it's starting to catch on. Like I grew up in an era where, um. You know, I, I kind of graduated to get an idea. I'm 36. 36. Okay. I'm 43. Right. So. so I grew up in an era where it was like the whole work summer for 40 years was phasing out. A lot of us were listening to Robert Kiyosaki and he was like, have businesses and stuff like that. And then this new age, this like millennial group came and you've got 14 year olds making millions of dollars now. You know what I mean? You've got TikTok millionaires now. And it's like, you have to, you have to adapt and you have to evolve. And so now people are hip, dude. I I know people who've got like six figure paying jobs and have got like, they make juices on the side and they're, you know, they've created an extra income. They've created a passion and their whole life changes. You know what I mean? Like, like they're buying homes, they're flipping homes, like, like regular everyday people. And I think that that's a part of adapting and, you know, and, and I do see like in the massage industry, like if I still think, you know, the, the, the conversation that's still happening is, oh, well, you know, the average uh, career span for massage therapists is five years. And it's like, why? You know, you don't have to work 30 hours a week. You don't have to do that. You can make a living working 10, five hours a week. You charge with your word. You put your stuff out there. You can always be booked. Even in the, the middle, even of the nice. middle of a pandemic, dude, I was booked in the middle of a pandemic in the middle of, of coronavirus outside booked solid. If, if people are having problems with the technique, they're really having a problem with the business. Um, in fact, I would say that most of my success probably has more to do with the business than it does technique. The technique had to be good but I had to get them in the door. Yeah. 
I had to have a rebooking process. Yeah. I had to have a way of finding those ideal clients, building the business, having a website, developing infrastructure, hiring an accountant, you know, things that are ongoing. A lot of, in my experience, a lot of people in the wellness industry, they don't like to talk about business. They don't like to talk about money. Yeah. Yeah. And those are two areas that a lot of people are hurting in. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, DC, for instance, is, um, is gentrification an issue around DC? I'm not going to call it an issue. I think maybe for some it's an issue. It's just, it's the current time. I mean, you know, DC is a, is a hot town and there's a lot of expensive real estate here. And, um, there's a lot of very well-to-do people that live in DC, you know, a lot of people get paid good money. The way I look at it is just helping people in poverty understand things about finance, assets, investing, to be able to lift not just themselves, but their communities out of poverty. Yeah. Because I grew up in South Louisiana. Poverty is the issue. It doesn't matter if you're black or white. Yeah. Poverty is the crippling force in the United States. Nobody wants to be broke. We can argue about whether we want to be famous. Nobody wants to be yeah. Yeah. So since you've got me on here live, is there anything that, that I can help you with? Is there anything that you're having a problem with that I might be able to assist? Um, hmm. You know, I'm still working on the, the tips you gave me from last week, man. Like that's, that's, you know, I've just, I've, I'm starting to see the, the, the results come from it. Um, I guess what you can help me with is like, what should I post? How often should I post? Um, uh, how can I be, how, how can I be like, how can I, how can I have people, how can I have a waiting list of clients? Okay. So one, you're just going to show them what you do. You're going to have to test and figure out how you interact with the audience best. And I mean that online. So if you post on Instagram and people are like, wow, and they're commenting, you got to communicate with those people. Yeah. If you're doing work and you're near a bakery, you tag the bakery, you know, in your posts or, you know, whatever, stuff like that. So you're increasing that, that social connection. What platforms are you currently putting video or something on what are you posting to currently um so i've been the past week i've been doing facebook and instagram and uh you know today i went back and i'm you said post on everything so i posted on snapchat i posted on whatsapp like i reposted on my own personal pages you know so um like I'm, i'm looking for a software that will just post things everywhere and we'll talk a little bit about that. I'm a little biased about that. I'm a little bit more like Gary, where I want you to use it organically, but let's let's clarify it. I think you're probably, this is my guess, you're going to get more reach out of these three platforms currently. If I had to choose, 
you're going to be on three platforms. I want you to be on these three. I want you to be on TikTok. Hmm. And let me say that again. If you're listening to me and you're not on TikTok, I don't know what you're doing with your life. <laughs> really? TikTok, okay. I want you to be on YouTube. You're going to upload the videos with a title and description. YouTube, these days, I'm noticing they seem to prefer longer videos. If you do like a, an hour-long tutorial, awesome content for YouTube, by the way. Then I want you to focus on Instagram. Use of hashtags. DC, Chocolate City, whatever people are hashtagging, rehab, mobility, pain relief, whatever it is, you know. Um, I think those three platforms, I'm not saying don't post to LinkedIn, you know, don't post to Facebook. I, I do want you to multi-platform, but if I was going to choose the platforms that I think that'll give you the biggest organic bang for your buck, I think those three platforms are our key. Um, TikTok is the one that people are avoiding the most. They don't understand its commercial application. TikTok blows me away. It is the most advanced social media that I have ever seen. It is, I thought Snapchat was amazing. And I hit TikTok and was like, man, this is completely next level. Like this is wild, you know? Um, so when you multi-platform, I think that for instance, you can connect your Facebook and Instagram so that when you post to one, it posts to the other. It posts to the other, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that's fine. Um, what I don't want you to do is I don't necessarily want you to use Hootsuite. I've used that same, before and it, it was not that great. You don't want to post the same post to every platform. So for instance, just to give you an idea, TikTok is very different than Twitter you can't really use them exactly the same way. Okay. TikTok has its own culture. Um, I produce a lot more fun content, kind of racy content on TikTok, but it's more amenable to that platform. TikTok is not LinkedIn. LinkedIn is to connect with other businesses or other business owners. It's not the same thing. That's my concern about multi-platforming but I'm not opposed to you using software to say, okay, I made a video. I want it to go to Facebook. I want it to go to Instagram. I want it to go to YouTube. Eh, yeah. That's up to you. I just don't want you to post the same hour video on Twitter, expecting it to perform the way it does long-term on YouTube. Yeah. They're just different platforms. It's kind of like sending somebody an email, sending somebody a text and sending them uh, a snail mail, like a letter that was handwritten. Those are very different forms of communication. And I think that the platforms are like that. Uh, one of the things that I found that I liked about podcasting is I'm very verbal. Podcasting is a perfect way. People tell me, wait, people aren't going to listen to a two-hour conversation. And I'm like, fans will. Yeah. People who are really interested in what you have to say get to mine a, a deeper connection and relationship with you because a podcast can be however long. Yeah. In fact, a superficial podcast that's like 30 minutes doesn't feel like it gets to anywhere as far it's almost like, hey, right, right. it's over. Right. I like people to have long format posts, but long format isn't TikTok. Some of my most viral content on TikTok is seven seconds long. Set, there's, no, there's no outside video production. 
I press a button, <laughs> take that video, edit it inside TikTok, make it seven seconds and post it. And it's like, oh, it has 850,000 views. People wow. are leaving me comments in Arabic. It wow. just makes me wish, it makes me wish I spoke Arabic to be able to communicate with them more. Yeah. Like the social media game is for me is it's not about the platform. The platform's a change. YouTube won't be here five years from now or who knows what or TikTok will grow and Snapchat will go. I mean, who knows? It's really about putting out information using digital distribution to be able to draw your audience in to be able to communicate with those people that you really want to work with, to be able to build personal brands around you specifically. So just like my feelings about you right now, if I was flying to DC, I'm like, man, I, I got to go get a session with Ben. I haven't seen, unless I've seen it on like Instagram briefly, I haven't seen your work at all. I think I saw one of your Facebook videos. Yeah. But the thing is, I already have, and I've developed a sense of trust by having this conversation with you. That yeah. is primarily what this is. That's what a podcast this, is, yeah. It's not superficial. It's relationship building. When the young lady called me to bitch me out, one, I should have just hung up. Two, she wasn't on camera. I wish I could have turned it on. Three, the thing is, she's not my target audience. I have to go where fans are and build connections with them. I yeah. don't expect everyone to like me or to want what I provide as a service. Yeah. Yeah. YouTube, Instagram, TikTok. If I was going to start, you can use all of the platforms. Use Snapchat, you know, use whatever's there. It's free. It doesn't cost anything. Then once your business gets to a certain size and you've got a social media background, you're on Snapchat. You know how Snapchat is different than Twitter. You know how Twitter is different than YouTube. You know Google ads, Facebook ads, Snapchat ads aren't the same thing. Now, because you've used the platforms organically and understand how they function, you can make ads for those platforms and consistently build your presence to be able to continue building that business. Now you talked about like mentorship, like, do you want to continue just in private practice or do you want to hire people in like open brick and mortar facilities? I mean, I, I have a brick and mortar facility now and um, I'm actually, I'm, I'm training my first two people starting tomorrow. So, um, you know, I've trained probably over 60 people in this technique and, you know, that, I mean, that's how I built, that's how I built the almost $2 million practice. Um, you know, like I don't, you know, I'm not, I'm not afraid, you know, I, I try things out. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't, you know, um, I don't believe in closed doors. And I just go, you know? Yeah. I mean, it sounds to me like you've got all the pieces. You have all the heart. You have all the tenacity. You have all the goodwill. You know, that, that drive for entrepreneurship, the drive for individuality, freedom, financial success, um, is a big, big motivator for me. So, you know, I really, really encourage you to test, shoot yeah. video, see what people respond to. Sometimes, um, sometimes it confuses me. I don't know. Like, 
sometimes a video goes mildly viral. And I don't know why, but you just try to notice patterns. And so, for instance, on Facebook, um, I do really well with memes. I do really well with taking a photo where I say something and putting text on it in Canva and then posting that on Facebook. Sometimes more views than video. I think because it's just a quick quote. It's just a quick boom. Let's increase yeah. mobility and pain relief. Yeah. 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 Go where your fans are and feed them. Yes. Well, I mean, it, so here's the other thing. If, and I'd say this, if nobody's complaining, you got to build your business and hustle. When they start to complain, like a guy told me, as a local therapist, he said, listen, the Austin massage community hates you. You polarize the audience. Like, I can't, I can't work with you. And I said, do you think those therapists would be angry at me if I wasn't successful? <laughs> you, know, you know what I just said? They're mad because you're breaking the dominant paradigm and you're successful, but you're not following their culturally sanctioned ways of being. Yeah. And it's like, listen, I'm not doing anything illegal. Like I'm, I'm helping people. And I'm also trying to help massage therapists. I'm sorry that you're so averse to change, but this is how things happen now. The internet is not going away. Smartphones are not going away. Yeah. I didn't know what a blog post was when I started. <laughs> I'm like, what's a, a blog? What? And they're like, web log. It's a little article you write. And I go, oh. It's like, what is <laughs> TikTok? I, I had another educator tell me that TikTok was a complete waste of time. It was garbage. It was trash. And I'm thinking, wow, it's really wonderful that you are a mentor in the massage community teaching them business advice that's going to have them using the yellow pages. Yeah. Yeah. A smartphone and a dream? Oh, a smartphone and a dream <laughs> will get you a long way. So the other thing is, you know, work during the day in your downtime you know, process, edit, render, video, uh, figure out, you know, if you can find somebody who likes stretch, who does video production, give them sessions, figure out how to pay or how to trade out. Yeah. And you'll try, cause you gotta, you gotta do what you have to do and you have to outsource the rest to continue growing. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's exactly what I'm looking for. I'm looking, looking at someone who wants to barter. Doesn't post on Facebook and say, hey, you know. Yeah. So the other thing is if you're producing, you know, social media content and they've got their logo in the corner and you've got your logo in the corner, what do you care if it's promoting them? You want their business to thrive. Yeah. You want that videographer to get more work. They yeah. get a chance to show off their yeah. skills, their video production. If I mean, massage, really, I mean, really, they could, they could shoot and just like, you know, you're talking a 500 hour vault, 
I mean, that's really it. I can have a Google Drive where they shoot, they upload instantly, and you know they can cut some stuff up for me. Maybe you can do three or four edits for me a month, and you know, and it's actually not that I've been. I've also been on Instagram today, chatting with different videographers and stuff like that, and they'll do a combo package for about three hundred bucks. Where they'll do a bunch of, they'll take two hundred pictures, and they'll do a one minute video. And I was thinking, I was like, you know. I could put this guy on a retainer and probably pay him a hundred bucks less a month and keep him for 12 months. And he just shows up one Saturday a month and he just shoots. And now I've got this vault of all this good quality stuff that, you know, I mean, I put it out there and it's going to pay back at least 20 times. Yeah. So what, what I can't really explain. Oh, I've been working at this 18 years. The, the cumulative effect, if people sit down and they see subscription service, thousand videos on the YouTube channel, Instagram, TikTok, uh, 700 pages of sequence manuals, nine DVDs, vault with 500 hours, CE courses. They're like, dude, what the hell? When did you do this? And I go, the last 18 years. <laughs> yeah. But what it does is it builds status in the industry. It builds uh, prestige. It builds trust. Mm. It builds authenticity. It builds uh, revenue streams. Um, it builds the, the bigger picture of the business. So, for instance, people sometimes criticize me because I don't want to open a brick and mortar. And they go, oh, you know, why don't you want to open a brick and mortar? And I said, I'll open the brick and mortar when I buy the shopping center. Because now we're playing a real estate game. Yeah. So where do you do your sessions? Um, I have a home studio currently. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that was another thing, dude, was that. Or, or um, mobile occasionally. Yeah. I mean, going mobile or doing them at home works. It works. I think that's one thing the pandemic has really taught. Um, well, it, at least for me, like I had to think about going to people's homes or people coming to my home. I paid off my car note. I paid off all my credit cards. I stacked up money oh, dude. by dude, going it, mobile and people come to me. You got rid of debt. <laughs> I got rid dude. I got rid by people, but you know, by just going to people's home. I had an appointment this morning, 8.30 a.m. And, you know, I'm in and out, you yeah. know, so... Uh, I mean, the brick and mortar is nice. You know, I'm somebody who I believe in, 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 in building a team and being able to reach more people. You know, I know I can only do a certain amount of hours. And so um, having a brick and mortar allows me to bring people in and have a hub to teach. And so people can get the work done and, you know, they can build their own practice. Like that's, but I'm you never going to stop doing mobile work. That's the mistake I made before. You build the business online, you build the educational materials and instruction on my end. And now you build the business to a point where investors show up. And yeah. go, it's a brick and mortar. And I go, oh, would you like to open a franchise? Because now I provide the training. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you, you, you know, you know, you know, there's something, there, there's something, and we don't, I'm getting ready, I need to hop off in the next few minutes, but. Um, there's something that I want to talk to you about and I'm into expansion, you know, um, 
there's no such thing as like a groundwork studio. But we create it. Yeah. I mean, you could no, totally, I, you could totally create it with different rooms. You can make it so I, it's socially distanced. It's safe. It's, you know, but again, this again. is the new healing center. Matt based is the future. I know yeah. they don't hear it. I know they don't see it. Matt based is the future. It's the future. I can see it so clearly. And there's a, a million parameters we can discuss, but uh, let's have you on sometime again soon. I'd love to like check in with you in like a couple of weeks or a month, maybe after you develop some more questions. Okay. Um, you know, you need to go ahead and head out, right? Yeah. 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 So let me go ahead and uh, stop the recording real quick. Uh, before I finish up with this, can you tell people where they can find you online? Yeah. Um, so if you're looking for my business page, it's uh, the Stretch Loft, the Stretch Loft. Um, L-O-F-T. Um, and then my personal page is Level Up Atanga. So uh, Atanga is my last name, A-T-A-N-G-A, Level Up Atanga. You can also catch me on Facebook, Ben Atanga. Um, yeah, I don't have a website. Um, don't know if I'm going to get a website. I, uh, I'd like to run my business through social media. So um, that's where I'm at right now. So if you guys go looking for like stressfob.com, you're not going to find it. But good, they can find you online. Give me just yep. a second. And I appreciate all of you listening.